Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for a very special episode, something we don't often do enough on this show considering our roots, and that is Talk Survivor, Australian Survivor, as the 2022 Hall of Fame has been announced and revealed. Yes, we are in 2023, but this is the 2022 Hall of Fame, a little bit later than usual, but we're here and we have our four inductees for the third ever Australian Survivor Hall of Fame. And as we like to do every time there is a Hall of Fame, we like to discuss, dissect, and get to the bottom of why people voted, who they voted for, and who was snubbed and who wasn't, and what we think of the inductees every single year. And I am thrilled to be joined by two members of the expert panel to help discuss it with me. She is the brains behind Melbourne Survivor, one of the biggest super fans of Survivor in this country, the one, the only, Liz Riley. Liz, welcome back. Thank you. Always exciting to have you on board, as well as it is to have one of the OGs from Australian Survivor competed more than 20 years ago. Now, I'm not meant to say that, I think, on the very first season of Australian Survivor back in Whaler's Way. The one, the only, Naomi, Russell, Naomi, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm not allowed to say more than 20 years ago, am I? That's a bit... No, that's fine. Yeah, that's that's fine. fine. It is what it is. Celebrate the history of the show, of course, but... uh, Four new inductees into the Hall of Fame. Uh, obviously, we had David Oldfield, David Jeanette, two Davids, Shawnee Botel and Matt Bronger all inducted. Just, uh, I'll start with you, Liz. Initial thoughts on the four inductees this year? Um, I think about what I expected, apart from Matt Bronger, just because I didn't know anything about him until I, uh, yeah, saw the... Yeah, saw his little thing from uh, all the expert votes. So, yeah. And Naomi, you would know Matt, of course. Uh, He was out there filming you. So, uh, you know, that would have been an interesting one, no doubt, for for you to see. But uh, your, your, your initial thoughts on the four people inducted? Yeah, look again. I think we've um, we've got pretty four four pretty deserving uh, Hall of Famers. So that's always good. It's always interesting, isn't it, to see how the uh, the so-called expert uh, nominations kind of line up with the fan vote. So yeah, lots to talk about. It's very interesting, particularly on the on the fan vote side of things too, because obviously we don't really like to reveal the votes in terms of the percentages and everything. But I can get here, I can tell you sort of some insights with that. But fan vote, uh, particularly for a certain Shawnee, um, obviously Liz, you were the sole member of the expert panel who voted for Shawnee to be on the Hall of Fame this year, but she got a incredibly yeah. strong fan vote, which uh, got her very much over the line in her first eligibility, year of eligibility. I'll start with you, Liz, just on Shawnee. We usually sort of go in order, but we're on the topic of Shawnee. Obviously, right now, the time of recording and releasing this, she's on our screens again. We're seeing her presently on Survivor Heroes vs. Villains in Australia. But 
tell us about your love of Shawnee. You were the only one on the eight of us who uh, put yeah. it out there and sided with the fans. Which is wild to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, Shawnee is Shawnee's great. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I'm surprised that she didn't get more like expert votes. But there's like there are like a lot of contenders for this spot. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Um, but yeah, Shawnee's great. It was it was a very tough year. We always knew this year was going to be tough with, you know, three winners basically becoming all of a sudden eligible mm. uh, who weren't previously eligible. And then you mix that up with the likes of a Shawnee. You know, you've obviously voted for Phoebe, you know, Brooke, like these big names. Well, basically the entire All-Stars cast became eligible. So you were going to have massive names. You and I talked about this in the preview episode a couple of months ago. So it was a very tight field and... To me, the biggest shock was that we had two winners completely miss out. And I'll be honest with you, not really even get close to getting in, even with some of the expert panel votes there. Naomi, you didn't vote for Shawnee, not to take away from Shawnee at all, but just, I mean, your thoughts on someone like Shawnee, who, again, has a huge fan support out there that got her quite easily over the line in the end. Yeah, look, you know, Shawnee's fantastic, isn't she? And and. I think given that she's um, she's back for a third season, it's really only a matter of time probably before she, you know, she gets nominated again and, and potentially inducted. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think for me three of the categories were, were pretty easy to lock away. Um, uh, but, you know, as I said, everybody has their own perspective, don't they? And that's that's kind of what makes it cool. And then throwing the, the public vote into it, um, you know, makes it a level level playing field for everybody. That was kind of a perfect storm for Shawnee to get in because obviously had she not got in this year, we'd have to wait for another two years for her to sort of get in. And I, I know sort of a lot of comments would come in those first couple of years. Why can't we vote for Shawnee? Why can't we vote for Shawnee? And, you know, first time around, she gets in easily done. And I will say top the fan vote by quite a margin. So even sort of only with the one expert panel vote, that sort of weighted her across the line. The one, though, Naomi, that you don't, no doubt are most excited for, because I know we talked about it last year, his first year of eligibility, another person who romped it in, the golden god himself, David Janat. He's in. Um, are, you, are you smiling? Are you happy? I mean, you just, you're just so pumped your man's in. You can see I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look, oh, gosh, it would be rigged if he wasn't in, I think, this year. So, yeah. Um, that's yeah that's that was he was a shoe in for sure absolutely i mean six of the eight expert panel didn't vote uh voted for him sorry the one i will say uh great to have luke on board on the expert panel but i was <laughs> definitely shocked that luke didn't vote for him or for jericho which uh not for jericho didn't vote for jericho which he like campaigned for others to vote for jericho i know last year he was basically on board saying let's vote for jericho when he sent me his votes and jericho wasn't on that list i was like oh okay that was a uh, wow. very interesting well we can sort of get to those votes in a moment but liz obviously you didn't vote for the golden god but i mean again yeah. it's not to sort of take away from that i mean when six of the eight vote for him obviously there's uh there's a bit of a a, a pattern there in terms of he's there but i mean your thoughts on the golden god and duck d in the australian survivor hall of fame yeah look there's a bit of a running joke among uh, me and my survivor friends that um i i'm not a fan of the golden god um but <laughs> i love the reaction from as naomi a, there we need TV to be doing video episodes <laughs> <laughs> i reckon he's probably the most uh the most polarizing um you know kind of a character on 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 Australian reality TV, really. Um, I think you're either, 
you either love him and you're obsessed with him or like or you hate him oh yeah you're really <laughs> triggering me. i mean i think that's fascinating about that is that yeah when he first was on australian survivor i didn't like him i i was not a I fan loved him when he was first there wow so you've gone the opposite direction yeah. i see i i it was similar to luke i've always been on the record saying the first time i saw luke i couldn't stand him like i just both of them i just could not stand them but they sort of took time for me to grow to them and i think what was interesting in david's interview with me david janat's interview is that he sort of talks at length about how he was putting on this character and how initially it was backfiring because as you were saying liz like a lot of people don't like him and he was sort of seeing the reaction on his first season of going oh shit people aren't liking me this isn't working so then he was able to sort of you know clear that up for for all stars it's a really fascinating chat if people haven't Check that out. Naomi, get it off your chest. I mean, Liz is, you know, making you mad here by saying that she doesn't like the golden god here. I'm surprised you're not wearing the T-shirt tonight. No, I should have worn it. Yeah, what am I thinking? It's like a very um, warm, like still 30-something degrees here in uh, Victoria. So it's... um, yeah, no guns out tonight. But um, <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't hold it. Liz, absolutely, you you can uh, you can have certainly have your opinion on the golden god. Yeah. That's cool. You're so I nice. Hear his, um... I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear his, he's a really nice person as well in real life. You know, everyone who's met him has great things to say. So yeah, it was uh, again fascinating. And one thing I, I sort of would share, like I sort of always like these opportunities when I get to chat to these people through it, the Hall of Fame or other interviews and that. And when you have that sort of opportunity to kind of maybe have a bit of a chat with them before you hit the record, sometimes people are just like, hey, Ben, how you doing? Good, cool, record, interview, done, have a nice day. Whereas he was definitely somebody who, you know, probably the chat off air went longer than the interview itself. So it's sort of one of those opportunities where you, you know, get to know them a little bit in terms of their types of personality and you can really get drawn to them and see how they are able to go out and survivor and have people be drawn to them. Shawnee, Obviously, unfortunately, wasn't able to interview her through her video that she sent through. But again, another one who's obviously very captivating. People are drawn to her and and it's their, their types of personality gets drawn to. One person whose personality, though, might not be drawn to, David Oldfield. Now, this was always going to be a tricky one, I think, on the, in the classic era inductive because I, I predicted it would be down to David Oldfield and Craig. It was down to David Oldfield and Craig. And I'll just say this right now. It was ridiculous ridiculously close. Now I said this in the last couple of years that David Oldfield narrowly missed out two years in a row. He finally got over the line, but I'm saying this right now when we get to our predictions for next year, Craig has to be a shoe in based on how it went this year. Cause Craig just missed out so, so close, but is a bit divisive. David Oldfield, obviously probably more so outside of survivor than in survivor. And if you kind of isolate him in survivor, I think he's a very different person to maybe some of the stuff he draws outside of the game. Again, this is a tricky one because I always know sort of between both of you that you might not be overly knowledgeable or have seen Celebrity Survivor in a long time. I'll start with you, Liz. David mm-hmm. Oldfield, thoughts on seeing him kind of being put up there? I mean, we'll talk about your uh, your nomination in just a second, but just thoughts on David Oldfield getting in? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think he got my vote. I can't uh, remember. He but, didn't. Uh, he didn't get your vote, he Liz. He didn't. No. Okay, well, I was <laughs> considering it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, I always, I don't really remember him, but I always hear like, um, yeah, just good things about his gameplay. Just, yeah, just straight up the just good strategic um, gameplay. You know, um, he's pr- people might remember him more for like his, uh, was it One Nation stuff? He was sort of yeah one of the kind of co-founders you know? of 
one nation. So sort of, you know, gets a yeah. bit of a, a poison chalice when it comes to sort like, of that. Oh, yeah. But like, you yeah. know, to me, I mean, that doesn't have anything to do with Survivor if it wasn't, you know, it didn't come up at the time. So really, um, so yeah. And that's and that's a fascinating thing to 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 plug our great show, Australian Survivor Archives, is that we discussed on that during his season that it's really not really brought up and his game is never sort of tarnished with that legacy when you kind of think it would be like, oh, this is a One Nation guy, get rid of him. And maybe today it probably would be a little bit more, but, uh, you know, obviously yeah, probably, yeah. that way around. I mean, Naomi, again, we'll talk about Craig in a second narrowly missing out, but, I mean, thoughts on, on David Oldfield getting in? Oh, he, look, David's he's highly deserving as well. And I, I'm just trying to cast my mind back. I think it must have been in our first year with the Hall of Fame. He did get my vote with when we had um, a couple more options in the classic era. So, yeah, certainly not um, disappointed that he got in. I think, yeah, he, as Liz said, you know, I do remember watching it and he was amazing for that that era and, you know, little kind of experience, I suppose, with the game and that kind of thing. He was, um, you know, he was stiff to not win it really with the, the twist at the end. So he was pretty amazing um, with the way he approached the game. So certainly deserving of a spot. He, I was, I always said, and every time I, I wrote something up every year, I said, I will fight for him every year. He will always be voted until he gets in because I think, thoroughly deserved it based on the game he played and agree with you completely, you know, easily could have, should have won, except for that ridiculously dumb twist, as we know in Celebrity Survivor. But it, it, again, very tight between him and Craig. Very, very tight. Obviously, Naomi, you voted for for Craig. Uh, I mean, as much as you saying there, David deserving, were you a little bit disappointed not to see Craig sort of get over the line and, and get inducted? Yes, yeah, for sure. But I'm really pleased to hear it was so close, you know, and as it should be, I think, to me, um, I, I know when we spoke even at the end of the 2021 um, podcast that, you know, they were really the only two options, I think, that, you know, contenders for for our era of the game to be inducted. So really rapt to hear that it was a, a, a close vote. Um, you know, he's he's my mate and um, an uh, amazing Survivor player. He was incredible way, way back um, in 2001. And, you know, he'd still, you know, he'd, yeah, he'd take a few scalps now, I reckon, Craig, if you got back out there. Yeah, I mean, judging on hanging out with you guys at Whaler's Way, how basically none of you have aged. And I literally remember when I saw him for the first time, I'm looking at him going like, like, what has happened? Like, have I just stepped back into 2001? Like, just hadn't aged basically a day. Uh, the the non-player uh, inductee, for the very first time, we had a tie. And it, it did test us out a little bit because it was kind of one of the, it was, it was like the OG Survivor days when they didn't really have a thing in place to break a tiebreaker. It wasn't really thought that this could happen. So basically to, uh, you know, spoil it or not really spoil it, we had a tie between Matt Bronger and Ian Dicko Dixon, essentially. And to break the tie, what we then did is did it Survivor fashion in terms of, you know, the people who voted for those people couldn't vote again and the people who didn't vote for them, basically it was down to them tiebreaker and then we just hope to everything hope to jeff propes and everyone out and above us that it didn't go to a tie again didn't go to a tie again matt got over the line and uh, just to establish uh for those who maybe didn't read our write-ups or aren't familiar with who matt bronger is 
of course, a cameraman who has worked on Australian Survivor pretty much for, since the beginning. He worked on the Channel 9 version back in 2001 and has worked on the Channel 10 version as well. Didn't work on the Celebrity Survivor version, but uh, one of the few people out there who has worked for uh, 20 years or so on Australian Survivor. I'll start with you, Naomi. As I said, you were out there. He filmed you. Fresh face, young guy, as he obviously talked about in his interview towards today. Uh, how excited were you to see that he ended up getting over the line? Because you you voted for him in the tiebreaker, so obviously uh, that for you was uh, your choice over Dicko. Yes, yeah, um, I, yeah. If if anybody read my long winded sort of explanations on uh, social media, I you know I did sort of say that my heart was perhaps taking me in that direction initially, and I have to confess that I probably didn't go the Matt Bronger way only because I didn't want to be, um, you know, accused of nepotism. <laughs> um, but then I'm just flicking through Lincoln's votes at the moment and he's all our season, basically, apart from the gold. You're allowed to be. I mean, between you and and, and and Lincoln, I think kind of you've got to have at least a quarter of the Hall of Fame really uh, advocating for old school. Yeah. So, you know, once it came down to the choice between the two, it was, it was, it was very easy. Sorry, Dicko, but... Um, no, I love Matt Bronger. He's amazing. We'll talk about Dicko. Do you have any like memories, like a quick memory you could share, like of, of Matt sort of back then, you, you know, interaction? Obviously, you're not really allowed to sort of interact with the, the camera people, but uh, do you have any sort of memories of, of Matt much back then? Yeah, I can remember him, you know, perfectly. And um, as you said, certainly not um, supposed to have conversations. And, you know, the game started out that way back when we when we played, but as time went on, you know, things relaxed a little bit and we, we sort of had nicknames for, for him and his soundy. And at the end at the rap party, sort of after final tribal, I remember him coming up and um, getting a photo with Craig and I, which was really nice. I think he was sort of secretly Kadena and perhaps <laughs> on our side. So yeah, he's he's a ripper, Matt Bronger. Everyone was secretly Kadena. Come on, <laughs> let, let's be honest. Liz, obviously you sort of said you weren't overly familiar with him, but just for somebody who maybe isn't familiar with someone like Matt, what's it mean to you to see someone like that? And I'm sure a lot of people who saw that weren't familiar with him, to see somebody who's maybe not like a dicko who's in your face and maybe you're learning a little bit more to acknowledge that history that he's brought to the show. Yeah, actually it means a lot. Um, yeah, even though I didn't know who he was. Um, yeah, I feel like I... I mean, obviously, I, I work on a lot of um, fan-made uh, survivors um, where there's, you know, so I've been that that camera person in a much more amateur way. Um, and, yeah, I, I definitely, like, I understand, like, the, the value in that and just um, the excitement that you feel as well when you are, the, like, one of the people filming and you, you do have people who you, you root for, you know, if you're assigned to a certain um tribe that's that's your tribe like and if you're filming a confessional or with um with one person more so than than others then you end up cheering for that person um because you know more of their story um and you end up knowing a lot more than what the viewers know and what uh even contestants know um so yeah it's it's a it's a wild experience, I reckon, to be a camera person. It'd be really cool, like doing that on the the real show. And the fact that he still maintains that passion for it—it's still something that yeah. you know, even after twenty years, he still absolutely loves 
doing and and we recorded the interview that you would have watched back in november obviously we're releasing this in february so hence if you've watched the matt bronger interview and he's sort of gone like oh the next season of australian survivor it's great you know stay tuned obviously it's on the air right now but that was recorded a couple of months ago but obviously that passion and love that he still has for the game and the fact that he sort of says like it hasn't really changed a lot in terms of just what they're shooting and filming and you know 20 years on it's still kind of that same show but obviously you know getting that and that's what i'm glad with this category that essentially you can have people like a Matt out there because yes, obviously JLP first year, Lincoln last year, honestly, I thought, you know, Dicko would be within the shot, but I know he's a bit more divisive, a little bit more in terms of the hosting ranks that the hosts are kind of the obvious ones. Then you look at people like the EPs and things like that. But, you know, to have someone like Matt Bronger, who, you know, if, I, if I'm him, I'd be like, well, I beat out a host of Australian Survivor, you know, poor old Dicko's sitting in the wings <laughs> going, when am I going to get inducted basically? <laughs> I can just, um, I can remember listening to your interview with with Matt Bronger um, when you were recapping our season. And it's funny because this is obviously dating this episode, but um, I was watching Survivor this week and I saw Simon uh, doing one of his confessionals and it just made me remember something from your interview with Matt where he said that sometimes he'll make certain players sit in a really uncomfortable position or in a really awkward yes. spot for their yep. confessionals. And here's I Simon sitting on this very uncomfortable-looking rock. <laughs> and I, it cracked me up. I just thought, oh, God, he's so funny. That is just that is cl- a classic for Matt to Put do that. there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know if I ever get on and all of a sudden they keep making me sit in very uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, great, I'm not liked. Well, this isn't, this isn't going to be... Uh, going down well just want to talk to you both um before we sort of maybe talk about some people who who missed out but just on, on your own votes liz you um you, you want me to refresh your memory on who you voted for because if you thought you oh, voted I, for, i remember yeah you do remember obviously uh you, you went with lucinda from uh from naomi's season phoebe who yep. i'll just say right now very popular very high up there and uh, if we didn't have quotas could have been in with a very good shot of actually getting in uh, Shawnee and also uh, Shannon Gus in the non-player category. Take us a bit of a thought process on on your votes there with sort of some of the ones that you put out there. Um, well, I did just see it on Instagram and uh, I forgot that I had voted for Lucinda. Um, but, uh, yeah, because I was thinking, who, who do I vote for from the, <laughs> like, and then I was like, oh, Lucinda, oh, yeah. And then you might think that's a piss take, but honestly, it wasn't. Tell, um, tell us why. I want to I hear sort just of just. basic stats, like first person to vote for herself, like, um, and uh, like first person voted out as well and just, uh. I I think she also kind of maybe represented a bit of the um uh the difference would in in like that old school um old school way of like um yeah people voting for themselves and stuff and like just the difference in like rules and things and how they like evolved over time um yeah you voted for her to get out of the game, Naomi. So I'm just intrigued to, to think like what, <laughs> what you think of seeing like Lucinda kind of put up there and, and just based on what Liz was saying. I think when I saw Liz's votes, Liz, I, I kind of, it took me a minute to actually compute. Like I knew I was looking at Lucinda, but I don't know if it was just that I was surprised or, and I don't mean any disrespect to Lucinda about that, but I'm thinking here I am kind of flicking past like, you know, David Oldfield and Craig and the Golden God and, Oh, oh, there's Lucinda. Oh, yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, 
fair reasons that you've that you stated you know the first person ever to be voted out of Australian Survivor so you know that's memorable always um, have that record it's like you're the first ever jury member in Australian Survivor history of course Naomi so you know maybe Liz will vote for you next year yeah, <laughs> yeah just, come on Liz just <laughs> start the campaign now Naomi start the campaign <laughs> but also uh, Liz Phoebe and obviously Shannon as well I mean Phoebe absolute icon when it comes to uh, the, the fan vote and obviously in terms of uh, you know her success on the game maybe sort of not up there as a two-time player where she should be she's definitely one of these players who you feel just always cops a raw end of the stick and should you know you look at where she's finished both times you're like really she's finished higher than that but an icon Phoebe I, I was glad that you you put Phoebe up because uh, if I had a maybe an extra vote or two I think Phoebe would have been on mine as well yeah love a great pre-merge player you know Hate it when someone gets the merge and they're like, now the game's starting. <laughs> yes. It's like, well, what were we watching before? <laughs> exactly. Yes. I, like, I know it's a figure of speech, but like, yeah, lo- I really appreciate it. Like, especially in the Channel 10 version where, you know, the the pre-merge goes on for quite a while. Um, yeah. Someone who makes that interesting is, um, yeah, very appreciated. Speaking of Channel 10. Naomi, you voted for Channel 10 in terms of your non-player one, which I'm, I'm surprised you didn't just go to the obvious one and go Channel 9. I mean, you were saying before you kind of <laughs> wanted to put it out there a little bit too, but, uh, you know, solid reason. I just I just want to say, you know, you did vote for Australian Survivor Archives in your first year and you've forgotten about it in your last two. But, hey, you know, that's <laughs> you, you do you, I guess. But uh, Channel 10, your, your thought process in, in sort of putting them up? Um, yeah, look, I, I mean, I, my explanation as i said i apologize that mine was so long my goodness compared to everybody else's <laughs> don't but, worry when you've got people like guy and luke kind of sending like two words it kind of balances <laughs> it out basically on the length of some of them so it's fine <laughs> oh well that's fine then oh, well, but i you know I, I really meant what i said i think um you know there was there was a big break between well you know it was ultimately celebrity survivor and and the, the current um version and you know i think perhaps when it hadn't previously taken off as much as, you know, anybody might have hoped that it did take a bit of guts and courage and everything else to sort of bring it back. And, you know, the quality of it's just insane. And, you know, I listen to and read quite a bit of Survivor stuff from all over the world. And, you know, Australian Survivor is now just held in the highest regard. And, so that was kind of why I, you know, I went that way. As I said, I was, you know, heart kind of heading Matt Bronger, but just wanted to, you know, tip my hat, I guess, to Channel 10. I will say that uh, at the time of recording this, um, Australian Survivor Archives may or may not have started recording our season three coverage. And we yeah. have just uh, talked about how one of the biggest things we want to find out during our Channel 10 era coverage is how the hell Channel 10 got it and why they brought it back. Because that to me is the biggest mystery in Australian Survivor among many other mysteries. But like Mm -hmm. the fact that I don't think that's ever been publicly disclosed of how they got the rights and like 10 years after it had been on air, how on earth they Mm -hmm. got it. So I think kind of uh, that's something that we definitely hope to get to to the bottom of that. I just want to go through some of the, the other expert panel votes in terms of some of the other people. And maybe we can talk about some surprises if there's anybody that really stands out in terms of who didn't put out there? Just in terms of the non-player ones, a couple of shouts. Luke put up Troy Gordon, who mm-hmm. uh, cameraman, I believe, who, who sadly is no longer with us, sort of in the modern era. Um, so it's sort of a real great shout and a great tribute there for Luke to put up Troy. And Pia put up Matthew Simmons, 
who I know obviously Liz, you put up Shannon, very known in sort of the the sort of the fan community in terms of her coverage on on Rob has a podcast. But obviously Matthew Simmons is is a similar vein, a, a journalist, a, an advocate out there for sort of uh, different characters, and and as Pia really celebrated him, which I love seeing that from someone like Pia, obviously a winner, you, you know, a very prominent name inside of Survivor and outside of Survivor too, of course, who people maybe don't realize she's one Survivor. But um, again, that's, I think, why we always had this category. And I think that once you got the obviouses out of the way, the JLPs, the Lincolns, I'll still say Dicko, I'll still probably vote for him next year, but hey, that's just me. But like, this is where you open this up and you're going to discover people like a Matt Bronger who's got in this year or, or a Troy or, or a Matthew Simmons and just really kind of open that up there. So I think they were some really nice shouts there from from Pierre and Luke to kind of put out there. But the ones, I, I speaking to uh, Matty D, Matt Dyson, and one of his votes was Sean. And, of course, Pia put up Sean as well. So we had two on the expert panel. She got a pretty strong uh, fan vote as well. We're talking a two-time runner-up here. You'd argue the greatest player to play this game who has never won the show. And Matt actually uh, said to me, he's a bit surprised that not more people voted for Sean. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not taking away from Sean. To me, the biggest surprise was that a Shane or a Jericho didn't get in. But, I mean, Liz, Sean, like... You know, I think you've talked about her before, possibly. Is it somebody you, you, you enjoy? I mean, she's a great at this game. But where are you on that level of, is it a shock that Sean didn't get in over someone like a Jericho or a Shane? Kind of like, where would you stand on that sort of side of the fence? Um, I, yeah, I mean, like, sort of like, uh, again, stats-wise, like, I think, yeah, she's very, like, uh, very memorable, you know. She was... um shown quite a lot in both um of her seasons and she obviously like um played well um i think uh some of her gameplay isn't stuff that uh maybe like appeals to everyone um and to edit wasn't you know like maybe fantastic her second time around um um you know she fell into a bit of like david's shadow unfortunately um as a lot of people did that season. Um, so uh, I'm not, I'm not too surprised just, just seeing like how many, um, how many other people are also like up for that spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would be interested to see like exactly how she did in the fan vote, like how, um, yeah. Stick where around. She, I might share right? with you after this. if you like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keen. <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, so she got definitely has a chance for like you know future years. So, what's your take on it, Naomi? I mean, again, a two-time runner-up versus two winners, who let's be—I'll be honest—we didn't really get overly close to getting inducted. Surprisingly, I know. I think um, Shan's kind of the Amanda of Australian yeah. Survivor, isn't she? Um, and yeah, look, someone who's runner-up and played that many days that you know she's certainly a contender and. I think I have to agree with Liz that it's perhaps just because this year it was opened up so much more. There were so many possibilities, so many options. And I don't know, I I think this, like, not a controversial opinion, but I I think this is just a little bit of fact too um, and not being a feminist, but that, um, you know, I don't want to put Sean in the middle-aged woman category, but, you know, in reality that's probably what she is that perhaps sometimes um, even no matter how good your gameplay is or, you know, how fantastic the moves are that you make, they don't always get acknowledged 
Um, to the same degree. I'd I'd agree with that completely too because I think you could lump Shane into that category too. The fact that um, only Lincoln voted for Shane on the expert panel. I mean, I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty. We didn't put Shane up. Obviously, it's a a stacked field, but even sort of in the fan vote, uh, Shane unfortunately didn't go that highly and she still won this Mm. game. And, you know, in the argument of many things on Survivor, the winners automatically, you know, are up there and maybe there's an argument we could have on the Hall of Fame that winners automatically get inducted no matter what. But... um, yeah, I think there's some truth to that. Absolutely, Naomi. I, I would I would definitely agree on that. I mean, just on that fact, the fact that we do, still do have two winners out there that are, uh, you know, floating out in, in Hall of Fame purgatory. Uh, obviously, Jericho, uh, three of us on the expert panel voted for him. As I said, only one for Shane. Liz, who do you think is going to get in first, Jericho or Shane? And, and do you think next year we can sneak one of them in? Because, again, we've got two winners out there that aren't in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think I think Jericho before Shane. Um, I I just think that's more likely. Um, you know, um, yeah. I I I just think people remember Jericho more. I think people resonated with Jericho Jericho more. Like, um, but then you know, like um, Shane being I, Shane almost kind of kind of maybe deserves it a little bit more even though i prefer jericho as a winner um and as a um just a strategic player i think like shane given um like maybe given her age and like just given um some other factors um maybe deserves a bit of the edge um I love Lincoln's yeah. words about her, kind of just, you know, Lincoln's defense of her and everything. Um, I mean, Naomi, where would you stand in that debate? Uh, you know, can can we maybe push for a, a Shane vote for next year, do you think? Oh, I'd, well, I'd love to see Shane. In the running. I'm just flicking back again through everybody's nominations and I can see that, Ben, it was you, Guy, and myself who voted for Jerry. Mm. Um, and, no, well, yeah, and only only Lincoln, I think, for Shane. So. Yeah, it was. And I love how he says, Shane's my vintage. So yeah. that's the perfect reason to nominate him. Yeah. <laughs> but also, the, the, I think he added the lines of the, the don't fuck with Shane Gould, of course, famous line there. But it's yeah. just, it's, I mean, again, this is always going to be a tough year with All-Stars cast being eligible. And we'll talk a little bit of how next year might work. But, yeah, like I voted for Jericho because I think as I put in there that I you kind of almost feel he does get a bit forgotten about in the sort of the great landscape of Survivor winners and, I think arguably his season, many people voted as the best season of Australian Survivor. Obviously, that was Luke's very first season. Uh, you know, memorable characters from that season, you, you know, Michelle and Tara and people like that, that people still talk about to this day. And I think just because we've had a certain level of flash and pizzazz in the in the subsequent seasons that Jericho sadly gets forgotten about. And I think Jericho was a very entertaining player and, and a great winner I'm, I'm so sad that luke didn't vote for him like I, yeah, I, when he said it to me i kind of i was nearly gonna send him a message back going you know vote for jerry like what did we talk <laughs> about last year like jerry's gonna be pissed um do you think they had a fight or something maybe, maybe maybe there's something going on there maybe we need to get to the bottom of it but um yeah so i mean i think that's going to be really interesting next year. i'll we'll talk about it in a minute but just some other people uh who got voted for in terms of the expert panel outside of who we've um, already discussed. Uh, Luke voted for AK and Brooke. Uh, and I'll say Brooke, very high up on the fan vote, extremely high up on the fan vote. 
uh, and AK too, sort of one of those. I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm surprised I don't vote for Nick Idanza. I, I thought Nick would have, you know, stolen a vote somewhere along the yeah, lines. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a Harry uh, or Flick. Actually, Flick was the biggest surprise for me that Flick mm-hmm. didn't get a vote for anybody on the expert panel. You know, I mean, some people maybe interchange her a little bit with a Phoebe in terms of that, but I just think Flick, iconic. Flick was brilliant, hey. Yeah. Like... We're talking about old school Flick, not current Flick. Uh, I know there's two Australian Spider mm-hmm. Flicks now, of course. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad. I mean, Liz, uh, a fourth vote maybe you would have put Flick up, do you reckon? I reckon I, she like, would have been up there for me. Oh, man, I think a lot of, like, uh, yeah, a lot of the reason why she's maybe not that high up there is just because of her edit in All Stars. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I, I just recently sped rewatched season three, and she's amazing. She's so she's good incredible. in that season, and it's just um, – yeah, it's it's such a great and, and like look, I'm not take away from Brooke. I've always been Team Flick, not Team Brooke. Um, but uh, controversial considering the fan vote uh, for Brooke mm-hmm. that she got in this one. But uh, obviously, it's going to open up a little bit for for next year. I could say next year. It's technically this year. Obviously, we're releasing this in 2023, and there'll be another one later this year. But whereas this year's Hall of Fame was so open because we had an All Stars cast introduced, we had three winners become eligible who weren't eligible before. It's going to be interesting for 2023 because we don't actually have any winners that automatically become eligible because the winner of the the one season that sort of becomes eligible, of course, is Brains vs. Brawn. And the winner of that season is currently on a new season. So, uh, sadly, Haley not available to be voted for. Then you look at, say, the obvious choice from that season, a George, also on this season. So, kind of the big guns from that season still won't be eligible for a couple of years. So... I'm just saying this now, and this is no disrespect to the Brains vs. Brawn season. I don't really think the people who will be eligible, the 20 people that become eligible in that season, really kind of all of a sudden come into the fray. I still think that we're talking next year, if I'm putting it out there, for the modern era. I think we're looking at Jericho, Shane, Sean, Brooke, Phoebe, Flick, Nick maybe becomes eligible a little bit more. Some of those names I think are still out there. Classic error to me. I think Craig's a shoo-in. I'm locking this in right now. Craig will be inducted next year based on how it went this year to spoil a little bit. And then our extra inductee, similar to kind of this year, wide open. So um, I don't know, Naomi, any thoughts looking ahead to uh, the next one, given that uh, our people who become eligible maybe won't really affect the vote next year? I, I No, I, I actually I completely agree. Um, I haven't looked that far ahead as such to, to perhaps – think about all the people that might become eligible but um i think there's some obvious ones that have you know maybe missed out this year or perhaps even last year as well that you know would certainly have to be up there and you know amongst all of those names you've mentioned yeah it's going to be interesting liz any any take on kind of looking ahead to the the next hall of fame um yeah i agree craig's issue in but lock him in lock him in eddie you're there craig (laughs) come on you're in yeah come on um yeah uh but uh, yeah i think everyone everything else is pretty wide open uh, i could definitely see dicko making it uh, spoiler alert, i'm voting for dicko still next year i'm sorry <laughs> I, I i stick to my votes until they get in let's be honest i'll just be that guy i, I might try that strat honestly well like, you voted for him I in the tiebreaker liz so i appreciate that i, I was going to campaign for well, team that, dicko <laughs> i think that's because i didn't know who that was but if i had i probably wouldn't have voted oh, for dicko. Oh, <laughs> sorry that makes me sad come on dicko <laughs> put the pirate costume on for holy moly but yeah it, it will be very interesting kind of how that will 
play out and see kind of how that will uh, happen for that. And obviously, I guess technically you could say we're going to have two in a year because uh, I guess they were voted for last year but announced this year. But of course, it will come back uh, around October, November as it usually does. And uh, always exciting to kind of have Hall of Fame out there and uh, induct more into the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame and uh, honour those who have played and served the Australian franchise so well for over 20 years. Naomi, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to have you on the Oz Network, on any podcast that we do, and uh, to have your voice out there heard. And thank you again for being part of the Hall of Fame. Oh, thanks, Ben. I love it. I love getting on and chatting all things Survivor with you guys. And, and any plugs? I mean, I'll get Liz to plug things in a moment, but I guess as we say at every point at this time of year, how's Carlton going to go next season? Uh, at least this time around, it's only a few weeks away as opposed to like a couple of months. I mean, we're still haunted by last year, but uh, what do you think? Can we actually finish eighth this year maybe? <laughs> we have not lost a game yet. True. So that's, uh, that's, Very true. that's a good start. <laughs> Undefeated. Um, yep. No, we're, gosh, eighth, that's selling us short. We're going to be well and truly, we're, we'll be right up there this year, no doubt. I'll tell you one thing, if we get eliminated in the last round again, it better not be bloody Collingwood. I don't think we play Collingwood in the last round this time around. So, uh, you know, yeah. Please no. Please no. Uh, Liz, uh, thank you as always for being a part of this and the episode. Uh, plugs, Melbourne Survivor, anything like yeah, that, people? Collingwood, um, you know. No, don't talk about them. We're ready. Go hang out with your man, Ginny. He might have some stuff around his nose that he might need to uh, clear up. So uh, too soon yeah, for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Melbourne Survivor, uh, is it, Melbourne is it Survivor, happening? Yeah. Um, yeah, look, um, you know, uh, April 15th, that's the date. That's when uh, season three will finally be happening. Uh, now, is this filming or is it drop like airing? Like dropping, airing. Dropping, okay. I've spent like uh, five hundred million years uh, not editing, more procrastinating editing. Um, so uh, yeah, but it'll be dropping that time. Oh, all right. And then yeah, I'll just be uh, pulling some all nighters and just you know getting the rest of it done. But yeah. Standard affair then. We look forward yeah. to uh, seeing it. Where can people just search for Melbourne Survivor online as, as usual? Is there yeah, a place just, they can uh, go to? Just give it a Google, uh, hop on YouTube. Got a bunch of, um, you know, bunch of the, the cast is there. You could have got little, little promo videos. We kind of hype them up a bit. Great. Um, so, you know, choose your winner pick. Lock it in now. Great. Um, Am I on it? Know, Did I get cast? I don't know. Am I? Was I on it? Well, you didn't apply, Ben. No, well, I just thought I'd so, be given. I thought I'd get recruited. <laughs> I yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah. If you were a woman, we would absolutely recruit you. Hey, I always can, looking for women. Next year, why not? Let's let's give it a go. We'll see what happens. Eh? Yeah, we'll we'll see. I'll work on that. Uh, guys, thank you so much uh, for everybody else. The Oz Network, uh, the Oscars uh, happening very soon. We've got our daily Oscar movie reviews happening for all the ten best picture nominees. So check those out. Our twenty four episodes drop every Monday, of course, as well. And if you like Survivor and like us talking about Survivor, go back and listen to the older episodes and sign up to our Patreon because you can hear all the Survivor Oz episodes. Um, Australian Survivor Archives, if you like my voice, which you don't, but you can hear some more stuff on Survivor there as well. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Another year, the Hall of Fame done. We'll be back, of course, for the 2023 Hall of Fame later this year. But thanks for tuning in here on the Oz Network. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. 
And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.